0: Welcome to Kashrus on the Air, your weekly radio show dealing with Kashrus matters for the kosher consumer. And I'm your host, Rabbi Yosef Wickler, editor of Kashrus magazine. And we have a great show tonight. We have uh, several guests. I think you'll appreciate it very much. I think you remember last week we had a discussion about uh, the problems involved with party planners and they don't have hashgacha, and some of the difficulties that we have when we deal with them. That's that was last week's show. We were dealing with the Kafka. K, and tonight I decided to have on the sh- on the show. Never did this before to have a a business in our neighborhood, which is uh, the name of it is Maza and More on Avenue M, uh, on between East Fourth and East Fifth Street, and they're they're in the business of catering. You know, this morning I. I went to a bris in Flatbush. And tonight, right after the show, I'm going to, a, in Borough Park, I'm going to a bar mitzvah. So we live in the middle of catering. And I thought it would be interesting to see catering with Hashkocha, what's involved. And to get an idea, I brought on, I'm bringing on the show, the Steinberg family. Um, Mrs. Razi Steinberg and her daughter, uh, Mrs. Eleanor Mallet And we're going to be able to have a very interesting discussion about what catering is all about, what it means to serve us, and how Schuacher works in that. So without further ado, I want to welcome my two guests. Are you both on the air?
1: Yeah. Yes. Okay. Hi Rabbi.
0: Okay, well, well, I see if you're using phone, you got to take turns, but I can't help that. <laughs> uh, if you have it's to, okay. Uh, right, right now, that's what we're doing. If you want, we can maybe switch to the two phones. But right now, we have it on one phone. So you're, you're uh, somewhere else. In, you're actually in Borough Park right now, I believe. No, you're in New Jersey right now, I think you said to me. So we're far away, but we're going to be close on the air. Uh, you know, yeah. I, I, Maza and Moore is on Avenue M. What is the exact address? 412 Avenue M. 412 Avenue M. How did you get the name Maza and more? What does what, what that? that mean?
1: Okay, so Maza, really, if you look it up in the dictionary, it means little bites of food. So really what we do, what we started with was hors d'oeuvres, uh, appetizers, all different types.
0: And what do you have now?
1: Uh, now we're full catering. Uh, it went from hors d'oeuvres to people called us to um, cater their engagement parties, parties, a brit milah, um, uh, Shabbat dinners. Uh, it, it, went, it just uh, it became full blown. Baruch Hashem.
0: So but you also have a takeout?
1: Yes, absolutely. We do. We do travel meals. And we do food on Shabbat. We do all kinds of hors d'oeuvres out of our shop, as well as freezer, uh, 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 things that that you can buy directly from us that we make in the store on the so, premises.
0: And uh, what about uh, <laughs> outside? Do you do service? Any uh, the shuls, yeshivas, uh, camps?
2: Yes. Yeah, so we do, um, for uh, a bunch of synagogues in the in the Brooklyn area, we do um, kiddush and shilish, uh shalishi, um, for them, and then as well, um, obviously during the school year, we're doing a few uh, schools in Brooklyn and as well as Manhattan. And then during the summer, we're also doing um, a few camps this summer, so it's very exciting for
0: us. Okay. I'd like to hear a little bit about the camps, but I've just got so many things here. But let's hear a drop about the camps, because that's, that's actually what people are up to today, is the camps. Right. W- what does right. it mean? It's you, I mean? where we I, are right now. You, I mean, it's not a sleepaway camp. You're servicing uh, right. day camps. What do you give them? So
2: so we're doing anything from a macaroni and cheese or sandwiches or, you know, um, home food, cooked food. Things that are really healthy and it'll help them, you know, get through their day, have the most fun, you know, really, you know, be able to pack for trips. Everything that, you know, prepared early ahead has to get there on time. You know, it's very exciting uh, to know that we have a part in the kids being able to learn and, you know, Really uh, give the most and get the most out of their day.
0: Is this for lunch or for for breakfast also?
2: So we we right now are taking care of the lunch, um, and the camps that we're working with are taking care of the breakfast. Um, but we also do during the, we also do um, you know uh, a learning program of, of boys that are out of high school um, in there that are uh, actually getting lunch and dinner from us right now.
0: Uh huh, and and I mean obviously. So- uh, I, I guess that some of these are dairy and some of these are flaciaics and you, you...
2: right, so we have um completely separate kitchens for um, meat, dairy and par right now um so that's very you know we like to keep the strictest uh, of standards when it comes to that you know a lot of uh, a lot of time and effort goes into you know making sure everything is kept separate and done the right way and that's really what we like to pride ourselves on is that we're really um you know. Keeping with the proper standards uh, that are much higher, hold for us.
0: Well, are you, do you take return? I mean, the, the, the things come back to you either food or the, the utensils or everything's thrown away.
2: No. So uh, unless we're catering a full event where we're there the whole time with the utensils, other than that, everything has to be thrown away. We can't once it's left our store in our supervision. We can't, you know, uh, you know, be accountable.
0: So when you have, it, whenever you have equipment. It has to be, if you're taking it back, it will have to have hashkocha. This is one of the questions we brought up last week, that sometimes with the party planners, um, they're not they're not careful about that. But you have a hashkocha on your store, correct? Yes. And we do. That's, that's Rabbi Babad, Yechiel Babad. Yes. And so, it, it, obviously, the the rules are pretty strict, and, and you can't, uh, no one would be, be able to do anything different than that. There's a very good way that whatever goes out stays out, unless there's a hashgacha on the other side of the cane. Very good. Absolutely. Uh, you know, I hear your Sephardic pronunciation, and you're located <laughs> in, the, in the heart of Sephardic Flatbush, which is, you know, a very, very big segment of our community, but what about Ashkenazim? Do you service them as well?
1: Absolutely. We make chalent, We have kogos. Um, the truth is we make Shabbat dinners and we cater to our customers. So if a customer will come in and tell us they want chicken soup and matza bowls we'll be more than happy to prepare that for them. Uh, we have a lot of Ashkenazim that come to shop by us and the truth once they taste our Maza or our derbs, we usually uh, we turn them on and uh, we make believe as they love they happen to love our our what we what we provide for them.
0: Let me ask you about that. I'm interested a little bit. Uh, what is the difference? I mean, I know I'm really, I'm very raw about this. This is, this not, this is not a question that uh, this is for real. I want to know what is the difference between, let's say, a chamim that the that the Svardim have on Shabbat and that we have the Ashkenazim have the the, the cholent. How would you describe the difference?
2: So it's actually funny, we actually at home do not make the hamim, we actually make the chilin for ourselves. We happen to, (laughs) we happen to, um, we have some Ashkenaz blood, you know, so uh, we prefer the chilin. I think the hamim is more uh, potatoes, meat, you know, beans, not as much, um, with the spices I think it changes, or, you know, chilin, we like to say we just throw everything in it, you know. I'm, you know, my father gets excited sometimes on Friday and throws in some hot dogs and kishka, you know, whatever goes. I'd like to say that the Ashkenazim call it children, while the sparadim
1: just call it hamim.
0: <laughs> so, it really, it's almost the same thing. Okay, exactly. so that, then you really answered my question. I didn't expect that. <laughs> 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 let, let me ask you. You people are, you know, you're in the food business, and like everybody would like to know who are these people behind this the, uh, this uh, business. And in general, we want to know, you know, does somebody just sort of wake up yesterday and say, uh, it, it, rather than rather than do accounting, I'll decide I'll do uh, a food business. Is there is there yeah. food blood in the family? Uh.
1: Actually, the way it, I grew up in the kitchen with my mother,
0: uh, she had all the recipes from her past this is Mrs. generations. This is Mrs. Steinberg now you're talking? Or this no, is, this, this is Mrs. Steinberg. Yes,
1: this is Mrs. Steinberg. So I grew oh. up in my mother's kitchen. I was the only girl after three boys. Uh, it was a place of comfort for me. I was always very content, and it was something that I found I did well. Uh, I catered my own daughter's engagement party, and a friend of mine had a party about a year later and asked if I would make her hors d'oeuvres for her as well. And she told me she would pay me by the hour. I didn't even know how to charge her. It was something I had never even thought of doing. But my other children were getting married, and and I had much more free time, and I said yes. Uh, And the next day, the phone calls started coming in and a big a business was born and my daughter had gone to culinary school we became partners and before you know it we grew out of our house and we were in a store with a muqui
0: how long is that that you're in the store in a, in a functioning uh, regular catering work uh
2: about four years I would say come September yes
0: and, and mrs Mallet you you said you stud- they said you studied in a culinary school which one was that right.
2: I went to the CKCA, the Center for Kosher and Culinary Arts.
0: Right, I know them over very well. On
2: Coney Island
0: in Brooklyn, yeah. We know them very well. Tell, them, can you tell us a little bit about what you studied there and how it helped you in the real world.
2: Um, it was really great, actually. You know, we all think that we're cooking well when we're home. We are, but it's nice to get, you know, the proper knife skills, um, how to make a sauce properly. And also, you know, the business end of everything. It just helped really round out uh, our basic knowledge that we already had of food and how things work.
0: And uh, maybe tell us now a little bit about the kosher supervision, Rabbi Babad, how he plays a role in the business, how he's helped you. Right. A little bit about standards.
2: uh, Rabbi Babad is amazing. I'm not just saying that because he's our Mashiach, but he really, really... Is, is like a partner with us. Um, he was dedicated to us from the beginning. He helped us grow into what we are today. He really gave us the time, the patience, to teach us, you know, the proper ways um, of, of, of either, you know, using a certain item because it's right now infested with bugs and how to buy smart and from the, you know, the most reputable companies. And, uh, you know, we really like to, to, to say that we really hold to the strictest of customer standards, um, with being halav Israel, Yashan, Bishul Israel, You know, we're, we're turning on the oven. Besides for that, we're stirring the pot. Um, we're closing every oven door. We're really there, and, uh, you know, we want to make sure everything's done the right way.
0: But you mentioned Bishul Israel. You mean Bishul Israel for Svadim? Svadim.
2: yes. Yeah, yeah.
0: Could tell us the difference a little more clearly and how it plays a role in your work. You have other workers right. there? You have some non-Jews working we do. there?
2: Yes, we do. So what what we're doing is, um, with with sherls fire beam, we actually have to have a hand in the cooking process. So, you know, we do more than just have, if the pilot's on, you know, that's not good enough for us. We actually just turn on the fire, put the pot on the fire, have a hand in mixing it. You know, have a full hand in cooking the the, the item that we're making that day. That's a lot of
0: heavy work. It is. <laughs> I, I, I <laughs> know I've spoken to people about it. It's not so simple. Everyone thinks, oh, they just want Bishish Israel for svadun, but it means that somebody had to work very hard. Right.
2: You know what? It's definitely, we find it's definitely worth it uh, to be able to get the most customers that we can. But we take a lot of pride in what we do. We really do.
0: Let me ask you, you're talking about standards and homers and whatever they are. Uh, we talk a lot on this show about insects how do you handle mm. that is that something you you you've been trained to do or what is how do you deal with the with the vegetables that need inspection so so honestly
2: it's really very difficult right now and to have um you know the responsibility of these bugs is really a lot you know i don't i don't want to be responsible for something so huge personally checking something um so really, what I do right now is I'm buying, you know, under the supervision of the rabbi, a brand that's already comes in check of frozen broccoli, or if it's you know vegetables of that nature, or checked lettuce that comes in pre-check. You know, I find for me that that really works best for right now at our level of where we are.
0: Now one um, of the one of the things that people always talk about in that regard is that they consider it to be too high priced. Is that something that... Right.
2: Is, is that it is. It is high price, for sure. But, you know, for us, the quality and having the reassurance that what we're giving our customers is the best it can be is really worth it for us to not make as much.
0: Well, let me ask you another question, which is... Let me ask you, ladies. I want to ask you another question, which is very important to all of our sure. listeners. One of the things that they complain about is they feel that uh, a lot of times the produce comes in in a, in, a, in, a, in a way that it's not going to have a long shelf life.
2: Right, it definitely comes in a little bit more wilted and a, diff- a little bit more used. It's not the same as if you're buying a head of romaine. Um, so that is definitely something right now that I feel sometimes we are sacrificing, sometimes not. It depends on the brand we're getting at the time, and it does get pricier as the quality
3: goes up. That's for sure.
0: Well, I'll tell you one thing. If you hired good mashkichim to check the vegetables, it would cost you probably three times the price, right?
3: Because so, they so because they good. they
0: charge a lot. They charge about fifty dollars an hour, and they really do have a difficulty, uh, you know, in uh, in getting that much 100%. done. So it doesn't it 100%. doesn't really pan out to do it's a good deal. This is I think that's the same. It's a safe way to do it. Anyway, right? Yeah,
2: right now it is. Yeah.
0: I want I want to. Uh, I think there's a little background noise there. in the you can maybe. Uh, I don't know what it is, something in on your end there. Maybe you're standing in a funny place or something or whatever. Uh is that a little better? Okay, we'll try it. We'll try it. See how it goes. We're, still, okay. we're hearing something in the background. Is that from me or is that from her? It's from her side. What would what would you suggest we do? Turn down the radio. You have the radio on? No. Be on. Okay. okay, good. Um so now let's go on to uh, a little bit about what, what do you serve these, uh, these people, let's say, in, in the yeshiva? Um, what kind of foods are we giving out? I mean, you have to have something that's healthy and nutritious. Can you give us an idea of the, of the, of the range of what, we, of what we're serving?
2: Right. So right now we're really trying very hard to be, um, which we are, we're government compliant, so the school continues to receive uh, the funding from, from the government uh, to help feed these kids. Um, and also, you know, keeping in mind that we want to give them healthy food, nothing fried, nothing processed, you know, it's very important to us.
0: So, wh- we're giving wh-
2: them anything.
0: Give us an idea what we're the. Giving... Nu- I, we're not so familiar with the nutritional standards right. the government requires. What What right. How does it so, limit you? Yeah.
2: So, there's a certain amount of leafy green vegetables that they need, a certain amount of protein versus carb, you know, a. Uh, uh, fruit every day. Um, one day is a red orange day, where it has to have more of that color in their in their fruits and vegetables versus beans and legumes. You know, to have it well rounded, and also it has to, everything has to be whole grain or whole wheat. You
0: do, know? you do you have to submit something to the government, or the school does it? Or the
2: so so what we have to do is we have to submit recipes through the school um, that goes then to the government for it to be approved. Um, for, you know, to be in compliance with them. And and Baruch Hashem, you know, we did it with a few schools already, and now they're actually able to get, you know, the proper funding. And it's a, it's nice to know that we had a hand in that.
0: Do you ever get, like, special requests, things that, you oh, know, yeah. allergies and stuff like that?
2: So in one school, you know, we have in particular some allergies uh, where we deal with dairy. Um, our schools right now are completely nut and sesame-free that we're serving, and we comply with that. We're, we're also not in C three with the lunch program. Wow. Um, and then we even have some kids in, in Manhattan, you know, that are vegan, and we, and we do that too. We really were able to hit all different aspects of whatever these kids really need.
0: Uh, are, there, are there some special diets where you, you have to send a couple portions of something different?
2: Um, well, on dairy allergy days sometimes when we're serving something that's dairy, we really have to send something else. There's a child that's allergic to fish, so you know we have to be careful in those days. We definitely have to keep in mind um of all these kids as we're doing everyday lunch.
0: That's beautiful because uh that's that that's the issue you know people think it's a it's a large uh populace you're serving that you can't be interested in each and every child, but that's what parents have to send their kids to i, you I think
2: yeah, I think that's also what keeps us um you know special in what we do that I really think. I'm feeding these kids as if I'm feeding my own kids. So I would hope that if it was my child going through the same situation, that they would be treated that way. And, you know, that's how I feed them from my heart. I mean, and I really want them to be happy and healthy and, you know. The,
0: uh, I, we, we, had a, we had on the yeah, show, I don't know if it was this last week or two weeks ago, three weeks ago, we had somebody we're dealing with uh, nutrition. It was two weeks ago, I think we have nutrition. And one of the problems is that, you know, a dietitian note, notes the problems that the child is having and tries to help them deal with the diet. Uh, are there any times you have to interact directly with a dietitian?
2: Um, in the beginning, while we were first starting out, we were planning our menu with uh, a registered nutritionist. Um, at this point, right now, I think we're pretty much set in our menu. And with the government's help, I think that also you know, helped us figure out
0: how the portion should be and and, and such. And now, also, I was interested, and you talk about menu and preparation. Can you give us an idea of something that you think is more or less, I didn't say uniquely yours, but something that kind of foods, specific foods maybe that you've innovated or you've tried to, uh, menus or particular uh, foods that you've tried to make a little different than the norm?
2: Right. So I just remember growing up in school, we had these, Steamed broccoli, steamed peas, everything was so bland. I'm trying to really get the kids to eat with flavor and taste. You know, we're roasting things, grilling things, um, whether it be the broccoli or, you know, stuff like that. I really want it to have flavor. I want want them to feel as if their mom is cooking them a homemade dinner. You know, butternut squash soup, lentil soup. Trying to keep things, you know, a little more exciting. Apricot chicken, you know, uh, lo mein. I don't want to give them the same, you know, as we see in a picture, you know, the, the food, uh, you know, noodles, you know, slopped onto their plate. I want it to be more exciting, colorful, you know, something more inviting to them. Yeah.
0: Now, um, I, I think it's a good time for us to take a little break and for us to welcome their your listening audience. If they'd like to participate, you can call us, you can email us, you could text us at 347 927-8398 to speak to my guests from uh, Maza and more Mrs. Steinberg and Mrs. Mallet. and uh, you can do that at 347-927-8398 to text and if you want to call us you can call us at 718-683-5858 but I must tell you, we're only going to answer questions that tie into with the discussions of tonight. Something you want to ask the Mrs. Maler or Mrs. Steinberg? Something about catering, about food, about yeshiva's food. Whatever you want, it's Something how ties into our discussion. We want to keep the discussion on this level until the end of the show. So I don't have time for any of the uh, 7-Eleven questions for tonight. Uh, please call at seven one eight. Six eight three five eight five eight. we can put you on right away there's no calls yet and if you want to uh, uh, you want to text us 347-927-8398 my guests again are from Maza and Moore on 412 uh, Avenue M and they're caterers they, are, uh, they take out and uh, I think you'll have an interesting discussion if you call and discuss whatever is interesting to you in regards to what we're talking about and before we go on I'd like to just say a word about our sponsor, which is Gladmart, conveniently located at 1205 Avenue M. When you think of, of Gladmart, think of price service, convenience, and quality. Whether you shop for a few items or for a fun load, you can save plenty of money by shopping at Glott At Glotmart, you'll save time using their valet parking service. Just pull into the Glott from the East 12th Street entrance. They'll park the car and have it ready to load up with all those special items you've purchased in the store. And at Glotmart, the quality of the meats is A1. With kosher certification for both the Star K and the Vodakashas of Flatbush, with base Yosef meats and with expert Nikor. At Glottmart, you're getting quality kosheris. Now, specials that are on sale right now at Glottmart include uh, Dr. Prager's Fish Sticks, $4.99 for 24 ounce The uh, Gallia Melons, two for $5. Uh, we have uh, in the meat department, we have Square Cut Roast, $11.99 a pound. And raw tilapia, three twenty nine dollars a pound. That's a good price. I think so. Anyway, at Glotmart, your, uh, your meeti- meeting your shopping needs is their top priority. If you meet Dove in Glotmart, tell them you heard about Glotmart on Kassius on the Air over J-Root Radio. And now, without further ado, we're going to take uh, our first caller. Go ahead, You're on the air. Go ahead, please. You're on the Hi, air. good
1: afternoon. Go ahead. Afternoon. Go ahead. We enjoy your show. Um, I love cooking also. How do I, as a stay at home mother for all the years that I'm married, that's at almost 9 hours 30, how could I get into the business? Sorry, how, yeah. how
0: can you get into the business of, of cooking?
1: Well, I cook. No um, likes my cooking. Okay. How do I make money doing it?
0: Go ahead. Let's hear.
1: <laughs> where do I start? Like, where do I start? No. Okay, so uh, the way it started with me was really a fluke. It wasn't something I was looking for, but I was looking to get started with something. Once I catered a friend's event, uh, it sort of uh, took off from there, and people got word of mouth was really my uh, the best way. It was word of mouth that really took off my
2: business. And little by little, we grew out of the house. I would I would suggest maybe, um, you know, offering to make things for certain bake sales in your area, things like that. So people really, you know, get a taste of what you're doing. And then you could start, you know, sending out messages to your friends, hey, I'm doing this, you know, making whatever you specialize in, something like that. And then hopefully, you know, you can start getting orders that way. And then Besat Hashem can grow into a bigger thing. You also need to listen to your customers. In other words,
1: people ask for travel meals we began doing that. People asked for Shabbat, Shabbos dinner. We we just sort of listened to our customers and took direction from them, and that way we were able to grow our business. Mm. But I don't have, let's say, anyone that's asking me to cater their affair or cook for them.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Right. So I would. Well, I think social media is tremendous nowadays. So if you could get yourself on Instagram. Um, and say that you're selling something, it it might take off from there, because that's an amazing... uh, Social media is just amazing these days. Uh, Mm -hmm. All
0: right, I want to
1: wish you all a Thank you, Rabbi, for all your
0: time. My my pleasure. Amen. Thank you. Ladies, if if somebody would come into your store tomorrow, what would happen?
2: Tomorrow. Actually, uh, for our listeners tonight... Right? I think what we're going to do is we're going to give away a free salad to anybody that mentions that they heard us on uh, J Root Radio.
0: Oh, that's very nice. That's very nice. So anybody who comes into the store tomorrow, or we'll say... Or
2: or within the next week. Within the next week.
0: That's very generous. I think that's a wonderful idea. And I think you're going to have a lot of people. So if you want to, you stop into Maz and More at 412 Avenue M. Just say you heard them on Jay radio when Kashwas on the air and they'll give you a salad. Nothing else yet nothing to have to purchase and you'll you'll get a taste of what they do. That's a that's yeah. a that's a great idea. <laughs> Let, let's go on with some of my questions. I see, but we're actually we have so many here really already. Let me just tell you a little bit about one of the, some of the questions that were texted in. If you want to reach us on the phone, we're, the phone is open at 718-683-5858 to speak to Mrs. Steinberg and Mrs. Malef and Mazan Moore on Avenue M. And you could call us at 718-683-5858. But we have a lot of uh, people who texted in. Um, somebody says he's going to be stopping for the salad, or oh, he wants us to know that. <laughs> and some people said they know you very well, and they like it. Uh, okay, that's very nice. But then they, somebody asked about the Milchix exflashiks in parva. So I think we should tell them a little bit about, about what we do, because first of all, uh, you know, the hashkocha uh, uh, approves this. And uh, it's probably more common than anybody realizes, because they're, they're always the, like the brisk is going to have to be uh, dairy from 99% of the people, and uh, parva is what some people need sometimes. Inflatich is what many people eat most of the time. So the question is, how do you do it?
2: Right. So we have uh, separate kitchens, separate washing areas that run, you know, completely separate from each other. Um, there's no intermingling, there's no, uh, you know, at all. Um, so for us, we really keep the times that we're cooking, the times we're making certain things are different, you know, so we really keep a nice hold on what we're doing.
0: You know, I, I, I think that many people don't realize that in every home, there's milchiks and fleshiks. And exactly. in every yeshiva, there's milchiks and fleshiks. There are two kitchens, right. and it's just a question of, your your hands and uh, maybe an apron and uh uh, keeping things separate but that's how people live and basically it's real life right basically if you trust the people then you know you can trust them with milkshakes if you don't trust the people then Parva won't help you, <laughs> because exactly. of, because you can have a problem. That's, I have to get. To, I got this call. I don't want to get. I don't want to get. Uh, take it too far afield because I don't want people to know what I'm doing. But I'm involved in a little bit of a, an issue here in the Flatbush area over a place that considers to be considered to be um, vegetarian, and I have strong opposition to this particular place, and I'm trying to uh, make a certain change in our community regarding this particular place. And, um, you know, they're telling me, but what, what could go wrong? And of course, I gave them a laundry list of things that could go wrong and that I'm pretty sure are going wrong and the concerns that I have. And, you know, it, it isn't the parva, dairy, flesh, milk, uh, vegetarian that's the issue. It's the people behind right. it, it's the way things Absolutely. are run. And mm-hmm. that's, that's a, it's clear as a bell. You know, I think that people also forget that every single simcha. That, but they have fish and meat is like two separate it's like, like milk and flesh because to do fish separate from meat is a whole big deal and they're doing it at the same time they're serving the fish to this one with the same vegetables that the other people are getting and they somehow have to put it in a different heating uh, situation a different oven, a different broiler whatever it is it's got to be completely separate and they're going on simultaneously so that to me is harder than doing two things in separate areas.
1: Uh-huh. Absolutely.
0: That's anyway, that's my take on it. Um, I see that... I don't know if we have any more, call, any more texting. No. Okay. Oh, yeah. Uh, we just ask the same questions. Okay. People want to know how to reach you on the phone. I'll give you a, telefo- give a f- telephone number now. Okay. You want to give us your telephone number for the store?
2: Sure. It's one eight four four. Go Maza. So it's one eight four four four
0: six six two nine nine two. And I think that most people don't know how to spell Maza. I didn't the first time. The first the way to spell Maza is M A Z
2: Z
1: A. Right.
0: And more. And you can find it on and the more. web. And you can, and find, much, it. Much. You can find it. find on the web also at Maza and more. Okay, let's let's go on to some of the questions that I had, which I think our, our our listening audience would find interesting. You know, we were discussing. Uh, about different catered affairs last week, and that's how it brought me to you with people. Can you tell us a little bit about the kind of catered affairs that you do and, you know, how you handle them? Uh, whether you have a mashkiach or don't have a mashkiach, how do you handle your catered affairs?
2: Well, we, uh, for full catered affairs, we do bring a mashkiach. We have a hired-wage staff. Um, we have a warmer whether it's For meat, they're in parv that are kept separate. Um, you know, it's uh, it's definitely a lot of work, a lot of prep time to make sure everything is, you know, prepared hot, correctly, kept at a safe temperature in between. Uh, and, you know, we really work hard to to satisfy our customers.
0: But today's, in today's day and age, are you doing catered or are you doing more drop-off parties?
2: Um, you know, it's on and off. Sometimes, uh, you know, it's also depending on their budgets and their price points, people that are you know, less money conscious are definitely doing a full catered event um, rather than a
3: drop-off.
0: Well, maybe you'll give us an idea a little bit about what you want a customer to know or do before they even come and plan the affair.
1: Well, if the customer can come to us with a budget, makes it a lot easier for us to back into that, to give them Whatever it is that they're looking for, to help them the best way we know how.
0: In other words, if, they, if, you, if they're coming in saying, here's, the, here's what we want, what's it going to cost? So you have to tell them. Uh-huh. But, but it's, it's sometimes they, if they just told you, this is my budget, you would be able to manipulate and get them the maximum.
1: Yeah, of course. We want to do the most for them that they can, whatever budget that, they're, that they have. So we just work together hand in hand. And if they need it as a drop-off, we direct them where they can get whatever it is that they would be picking up to make it easier.
0: Now, sometimes you say drop-off. They need waiters. How do they get waiters?
1: We have a wait staff, a wonderful wait staff that we work with. And uh, we, we can call them, and we will give them the number and help them out that way if necessary.
0: So you'll cooperate with the waiting, waiting. but just if, if you're going to leave equipment there, or they, they ask what they, whatever call fully catered means, you know, they want you to be there running the show, then you're going to have to uh, get a mashqia, correct?
1: Absolutely, and we are on premises the entire time. We, we don't leave until the last plate leaves.
0: Well, then that's a responsibility. It's beautiful. Uh, Absolutely. Give me an idea, you know, uh, you you, you did a bunch of jobs already. I don't know how many. Tell me what Uh is the most challenging job that you you did. Give me an idea something that was interesting in in one of these uh, catered affairs that you had to take care of or, or one of the schools.
2: Um, I, I really think that the most interesting thing was really once we were fully established as caterers, when we catered our own affair, uh, Torah Dedication, that we had. Because at the same time, I really wanted to sit and enjoy, but I was so concerned that the food was warm and that it looked the right way and that the waste that was picking up, that it was, <laughs> it was so difficult.
0: It's in- ingrained in you, in other words. You, ha- you, have to, exactly. you have to stick to the job.
1: Right.
0: And how do you know when a job goes well?
1: Oh, the feedback that we get, uh, our customers that are happy when we're done—it is the most rewarding thing. We put our hearts and our souls into it. We really uh, give it a homemade touch, and our customers are our barometer. And Baruch Hashem, they're so happy with us that that that's the, it's the feedback, and it's the telephone calls that come after the party from other customers
0: looking for the same i see that uh, we have a couple of people who texted in i'm going to just tell you what they said um and you can you can reach us by phone i see no one's called in the while. if you want to reach us 718-683-5858 to speak to mrs Male and mrs steinberg from maz and more they'll give you uh some insight into cooking uh recipes uh ask them about anything you like uh, tied into their area catered affairs Things that you, you know, give them, give you an idea of a lot of different things. I mean, somebody called before wanted to compete with you, and you're very cooperative <laughs> to give them some suggestions right. of how to do it. I think that's beautiful. Uh, I that that's not somebody I sent you. I, I really
2: feel, uh, that there's enough business in the world is. for everyone. There that is, there's, you know, there shouldn't be any competition. It really is that everybody should have the panacea that's meant for them, and uh. You know, hopefully everybody could be successful in what
0: they're doing. Right. I, I just want to tell you what they said. What one of the people said over here. Obviously, that person wasn't listening too much to what we said. Uh, they asked, which hashkocha do you have? You have Rabbi Yechiel y- 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 Babad. Uh, and then they asked um, whether you have a mashkiach on premises. The answer is that they don't require it. And uh, there are very few places that do have a mashkiach on premises. If it's a from, caterer. Uh, that's the standard in the industry. How often, often they come, that's something that gets discussed about. And then they asked about cooking milk as inflation at the same time, and you had answered that already. You say you don't do it at the same time. This de- designated areas, and they, one thing, one's in the basement. And and you don't do it at the same time. You're doing different parties and different things. So that's uh, right. but basically what will be answered to that, those questions. Okay. Now, I'd like uh-huh. to go with some of my things, unless you've got something you want to say. Okay. I. I when, when you receive cautious questions, like, for example, people are going to ask you uh, which hushkoches you use. And, and today, today, you know, everybody, I mean, I'm, I'm probably the worst one. You know, I always ask uh, everybody, you know, where, where, which meats do you use, which this do you use, which that do you use. That, that's, that's my nature. If somebody calls you with questions, what basically is, is the answers you're going to give? How are you going to work with it?
2: So we're very open to the questions we receive because as a customer, you can imagine... You know, you're taking on a responsibility when you're eating somewhere, whether you're trusting the Heshgacha or not. But it's also important to know what's really going on. And questions are okay, and we totally don't mind receiving questions. Um, We'll answer them with, you know, as much facts as we can give. Um, You know, whether it's where we're, you know, what broccoli we're using, what brand, or what, you know, whatever they really need to know
0: and then the rest of it is rabbi babad i mean anybody wants to call yes well, he, exactly he's, we'll he's, give him
2: the, his number
0: i spoke with him uh you know before we we set this the program up i i had a, i spoke to him that's that's the way i work so <laughs> yeah. you can be sure anybody uh you know mm-hmm. anybody everybody should be calling us the when they're not familiar with a with a new a store or whatever they if they want to that's Absolutely, the right way to go. Um, uh-huh. Caller, let's go ahead, please. Go ahead. You're on the air. You're on the Kasher's on the air with Mrs. Steinberg and Mrs. Male from Maza and More. Go ahead, please. Hello. Yes, you're on the air.
4: Yeah, it's very hard to hear you. Um, I just wanted to ask. I have a group that is looking for a caterer and a place in the New- in the Brooklyn area for about fifty people for a Shabbos after Sukkot. Where would you suggest they make this sapphire? Like, do you have a place uh, that you like? Not
1: okay, too expensive? So these, these people have to be within walking distance, obviously. So, where are you coming from? Is it Borough Park? Well, they really Park? could where be in either Flappish
4: or Borough Park. Probably Bar Park would be easier. Is there a certain hall or a certain catering place that you like to use, or that you've used in the past that I could suggest to them? They're out of towners. A lot of people will be coming from some from Israel, some from other parts of the country.
2: So really, uh, right now we're not doing uh, much catering in the actual Borough Park area, but we're very open to
4: it. Um, no, but, but they we would, would definitely pick it up. have to keep in touch. They could with pick you up and, before uh, Shabbos
2: right for shabbos right so we're going to have to look into that i mean if you'd love to uh give us a okay, call so i could have them call, call you
4: to discuss right perfect yeah. we would love so to hear you, you can look up the, the
0: number. number if you forget the number you can look I it up i got the
4: number from you before and it's great thank okay, you, you so can, much 844-466-2992
0: yeah let's, say, let's you. say it once more because everyone's going to forget and they're going to ask me again afterwards what was it what was the number again 844-462-992. 8 okay and, uh, and really, uh, they can go to the web as well. Maza, M-A-Z-Z-A, and more.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. Okay, thank you. It's a very interesting program. I thank appreciate you. it.
0: Thank you. Now, I'm going to ask you a question that sort of uh, <laughs> most people in the business don't like to, to answer, but I think you can help the people who are listening to the show. They've, they've stuck with us 45 minutes already, and maybe it's a good time to, to raise the question. How would you suggest... Uh, that a person set up to save some money for an affair You know, like you mentioned before, not everybody has a lot of money and people try Uh to go as low budget as they can unless they Uh have to keep up sort of uh, an image or they really want to have some things, but most people will forgo something to save some money give us an idea Uh of how I'm making a simcha whatever that simcha is, how could I save a little money when I'm working with you give us an idea how to do it
1: Okay, so I feel the best way to do that is to uh, do the job as a drop-off, which is we prepare all of the food, and we bring it to you, drop it off, and we work with you hand-in-hand to help you, give you the information you need for the plates, for the sodas, uh, whatever it is that you need to purchase, whether it's the rentals or staff. We help you, we work hand-in-hand with you, but basically what we're doing is cooking the food and dropping it to you.
0: And and obviously that's going to save them a lot of money because it'd be, the involvement otherwise is much, much more. But give an idea of what some things that you feel that some people, uh, when they come to an affair, they... You know, they just keep saying, and this, and this, and this. What would you suggest if they had to let go one or two items? What would you say to drop?
1: Uh, well, the truth is, usually one of the highest costs is the staff. So if they can work with a little bit wait, less staff that usually saves a lot of money. And it also depends on... Whether or not they're using a party planner, that makes a difference as well.
0: Of course, that makes a lot of difference. We have got another caller. Right. Let's let's pick the caller. Go ahead. You're on. Kasha's on the air. Can we help you?
3: Yes, I'd like that. I have a question. Um, I, I I know a lot of like um, you know um, you know like, uh, caterings and uh, whatever or, or stores like they have and just because they want to make. What, you know, as far as m- money goes, like, usually people, you, most stores, they don't say, okay, I need a much because I want someone on top of me to make sure I'm doing everything right. i was just interested in, because mm-hmm. I, 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 it sounds like, you, um, from the beginning of the show, I was just saying, and it sounds like, like you really, like, want someone on top of you to show you what to do, not on top of you to work with you, to show you, like, what's good and what's not good, and, not, and nothing to do with the fact that you're going to make extra people are gonna not going to come to your store if you don't have Ashkacha, right? That's a very important, like, Nakuda. It's, like, interesting that right. like, you have such an um, idealism that you want someone to work with you so you should be able to give them kosher food. It's not because of monetary reasons.
0: Well, first of all, everybody no, has it, to have Ashkacha. I mean, you can't, you <laughs> yeah, can't, can't saying, be in the but game. They
3: do it because they, because they wouldn't sell if they wouldn't have the Ashkacha. But, like, our elephant from the OU, that he's working for 25 years, and no one came over to me ever and said, "Listen, I don't care about the money. I just need someone of to me, of to huh. me to make sure I'm, you know, I'm selling everything kosher, I want. and when it comes to shun, I want to make sure I'm clean and everything. So it's like I want to know, like, what's your, like, how do you, how do you choose a mashkiach and everything? I just, I'm just interested. You know,
0: it's very oh, you I pick a right a best, a sh- yeah. how do you pick a hashgacha? He's asking you. how do I
2: pick a hashgacha? I mean, you know, we really wanted the strictest of standards when we were doing it. For me, at the end of the day, I know that the Avera is on me if I'm doing something wrong, and that's just something I'm not willing to to have. So, uh, you know, whatever we can do to make sure and be the closest to knowing that we're not doing anything that's incorrect or feeding someone, I mean, listen, it's on me. It weighs heavy on me, so uh, I really don't want anything on my conscience, uh, you know.
0: I think if you and listen Rabbi, to- yeah. Go ahead, I'm sorry, go ahead. Rabbi,
1: Rabbi Yechiel works so well with us, and he's so willing to teach us. And if we have any questions, he's only a phone call away. Any question we may have, he gets back to us so quickly. It's such a pleasure to work and to learn from him. It's there's great. A di-
0: there's a difference in relationship. Sometimes the hashgacha is uh, is like a detective and make always oh. suspicious— and always making you nervous and sometimes the hashkacha works with you these people entered the field four years ago and rabbi babad has been doing kashwas for about 30 years maybe i don't know exactly a number of years but about 30 years and he, he, you know he has a wealth of knowledge and he he knows how to do things i don't know if you know him at all i know him very well and He's he's very quick, very strong-willed. Knows exactly what he wants to tell you to do, and he's been through it all. He's not going to let them just flounder around. He actually said he helped them find places to buy things and show them, tell them what other people do and how you can do this, I can do that because he knows it all. So that so some people look at it, you know, I you mess up and i and then I'm going to drop you. Other people work uh, work with the idea that I want to build you up. And I think that's what they're expressing to you. So it's really a combination of what they wanted and also what he wants. So that's what, that's what I'm hearing. I didn't, you know, I don't know any more than you know, but that's what it sounds like to me.
3: So it's oh, you know, not like a compromise. Now like you just both have to compromise a little bit. It's like really, like you're just learning from each other and, and trying to get the best possible.
0: Uh, Uh, um, I think they're very clear. Yeah, I think they're very clear. They want to make sure that they do everything correctly. If Rabbi will come in in and say, Ladies, this is what it is from now on. They won't be upset. Some people will say, What? You're telling me what to do? That's what some people's reaction is. But if the relationship is good, and that's like everything in life, whether it's a husband, a wife, or or a Rebbe and a Talmud, It's relationship communication. If the communication is good, the relationship is good. Then everything is always going to be good, and you can trust the people. If you, if it's going to be that you always have to be cat and mouse, always running around to try to find out the problem, then it's going to end up to be. uh, I don't want to say it's going to end up, but you can figure it out yourself. I thank you for the call. Okay. Um, Before we go on to anything else, I, I, I I don't think we have anybody else here. No, I think they're asking. They keep asking here about. Um, now they asked the same question, but the same question before. I'd like to ask you this: we, 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 We've gone through the whole uh, partial that most of the questions that we prepared. And uh, anyone wants to call in, you can call in seven one eight six eight three five eight five eight. But I would like to ask you: You mentioned party planners, and that was our topic last week. Tell me a little bit about how you deal with party planners. Remember, party planners don't have I'll al road most of them don't uh-huh. have hashkocha. What happens when you have a party planner who wants to work with you? How does it work? Is rabad behind it? Is it something you've got to get another hashkocha? What, what, what do you do? No, so
1: a party planner will usually call us via their customer, asking for a certain menu, uh, telling us what, what they're looking for, and we will do the menu as if we're catering our own job we use our we'll use our plates our platters um if they're going to order something or desserts or anything that we don't provide we make sure that it is from a reputable place we would order from ourselves um so we're just involved in every aspect of it to make sure that they're sticking by the letter of the law you know
0: and has it come out so as see. your party, or has it come out as and Moore? Is there any cards there that say, or is it going to come out as their, as the party planner's own party?
1: Uh, I usually don't put my cards out, uh, but the, it could come out as the party planners, or jointly as both of our parties sometimes. When people ask, depends who we're working with. Some party planners, they'll ask who the caterer was, and they tell them that it's us. It goes any which direction. It depends on the party planner, really.
0: But what about the fact that the party planner has their own equipment? And I'm not talking about design. Design, we understand. Design uh-huh. is what they're doing. Selling. I mean, they're selling design. But what? But what? But they they may have their own equipment. So, how so does
2: for that aspect, we really don't deal with party planners that will be using their own equipment because then it's not under our harchkaat any longer. Okay. Um, you know, we either have to purchase the equipment. Um new if it's a certain design that they want and add that into the price or um you know or or be able to do it with what we already have you know stocked up from doing other events, but other than that, if they want to use their own platters it's not, unless they're brand new and just play we're not we're not able to do that
0: right and g- give us an idea of uh looking back for years tell us one job you really were happy how it worked.
2: Um, I think, um, my, my mother has a very nice text from a woman. It wasn't particularly a very large catering job, but it was a woman that she cooked, um, some food for Shabbos for, uh, and the woman sent her a beautiful text saying, you know, I, I ordered from a lot of different places and I was, you know, so happy to see that it wasn't the same store-bought taste that I always get. It was special. It tasted like it was from my mother's kitchen. You know and and just that alone that it was so homey and that she was so happy with it really uh, that was a real nice uh, message for us
0: So you're saying that that uh, very the, one of the, the one of the positive feelings that you're getting from people is that they the style is more homey than the the uh, cookie cutter uh, society life that we have now to where everything comes out looking exactly the same. Uh, you know, as any bakery or any place in the whole world, you feel it's more unique. Absolutely. Anyway, yes. we gotta. And, you know, we gotta reiterate because got, mm-hmm. got, before we go, because we're not gonna hold them in a few minutes left, Let Let's reiterate. We're offering a special. Anybody who's listened to this show, and heard the heard the whole uh, the whole business about uh, what we were discussing, you're welcoming them into the store at Four Twelve Avenue M, and you're gonna give them a. Free small salad. And that's it. And, and, and they'll, they'll talk to you a little bit about, you're going to get more c- c- people speaking up. They don't want to be on the radio. <laughs> but they're, they're, gonna, they're coming here. We have another caller, though. Okay. They're a little
2: shy. They're a little that's shy. Right.
0: And we have another caller now. Go ahead. You're on, gosh, you're on the air. Go ahead, please. Hi, how are you? Okay, fine.
5: Um, I'm, um, a couple of months ago, I, got a, um, I had to do a Britney Spears for one of my kids. I'm listening to the show, and to give you great advice on what you can do, is to never fall to peer pressure when other people, when I was scaling shopping, when I asked for a list of pricing, they gave me between eight to ten thousand dollars for what to do the Brit Mila. Eight,
0: eight to ten thousand dollars for the Brit Mila. Well, what are you serving? How many people? I was well, but
5: that's close to 250 to 300 people, oh. but that's. And then I realized it's going to be a Tuesday morning, not going to be, uh, not a lot of people going to be coming in. And if they do come in, they come in for a light meal and they would leave. Everybody has its day and they go back to work. Um, I'm one of those guys who refused to peer pressure from in-laws and from, uh, from family to do such a bit la I, um, I ended up doing a buffet style, standing up where I only, only need to, needed to pay $3,200. So what I'm, my message to you is today is your need to fall, um for these uh, peer pressures where you have to uh, outrank each other, what my wife's 100%. friend did or what, what, the other person did, and I was able to make a great party, and on a very low budget.
0: So you're saying to us that if somebody wants to save money, the best way is to figure out, you know, how much they can really afford for this thing, and to find a a totally cheaper venue if they want which is I you, mean the food has to be there but it doesn't have to be there in... well
5: well well this is what I'm trying to say as well you have a great point is is that a person to him to 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 have an event he really does not does not need to break his pocket to have so he can impress others with such an event with tables and centerpieces. And a DJ, it's just not necessary to what I thought. I had my first child. I did all this, and I did spend 15000 But as time went on, you know, uh, people lose jobs. And then when my second kid came around, my wife was kind of upset that I'd, that I'm not doing the same event as the first kid. So I tried, but then I couldn't. And I realized there's absolutely no need for all this. I did a great bit, Mila, for a quarter of the budget, and people forgotten about it.
0: I want I'm to tell to you a story.
5: No peer pressure. I want don't, to tell you. I, don't to it.
0: I want to tell you a story that I heard this morning, at the br- at the bris that I was sitting at, in Flatbush. I was the young man across the way from me. He told me that uh, that, that when he he was a twin, right. and he told me that when he got his bris, it was. Uh, it, it 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 was uh, a week earlier than his twin. For some reason, they couldn't perform the bris on time with the other twin, and his bris was the first bris, and it was, you know, it was full a full bris, fancy affair. The next week, they had a when the other brother had his bris. Work. It was a much smaller affair. So there's a one week difference, <laughs> and they made a completely different simcha. And it's what everybody wants. whatever and it's, not, you want. and
5: it's and it's not just Brit Mila, it's it's everything. There there's certain communities in Brooklyn where they where they try to outreach each other. They try to just because some of friends of some community members or whatever they have certain aspects of lifestyle that that men are being pressured to to be equal to that and there is absolutely no need. And I learned that two months ago with my second kid. It passed and everybody forgotten. It's like it never happened or it mm-hmm. did happen. It's, the time goes on and there's absolutely no point to pressure yourself. Very good idea. Th-
0: Thank you for the call. Thank you for the call. No. We just have about two minutes left. What would you like to share with us? Another, another story? Another uh, idea? Whatever. Um,
2: well, really, um, I think at the end of the day, like this gentleman was just saying, that it's really at the end of the day about your simcha. And... and we really would love to hear from people that need help, have questions, um, want to come into the store to see what we're really about. You know, we're we're very dedicated in making everything that we make um, very special. We take a, yeah, we take a lot of pride in what we do, and
1: uh, we want to we want to help you guys out whatever you need. So please give us a call.
0: They can reach you. Uh, let's start it all over again one more last time. Uh, the store is at 412 Avenue M. It's right, like almost across the street from Moshe's. And uh, then the telephone number is what? Eight,
2: 844-466-2992.
0: Yeah. And the, the store is Maza and More, M-A-Z-Z-A-N-D, More, M-O-R-E, right? Or M o r. Yeah. M O R E M O R E, and you'll see that that uh, dot com if you go to the website, and uh, these, you're offering them a free salad, you said, when they just come yep. in. So everybody, mm-hmm. 412 Avenue M, no problem. And uh, let, let's let's just let uh, end off with uh, a a, a bracha that all the people who are planning simchas will be able to find a reasonable way. For them to uh, be able to afford it, uh, I think the suggestion was very good that you shouldn't go above and try to copy whatever everybody else does. But I think you have to work with a real person who is not interested in taking advantage of you. A lot of, ta- a lot of times, um, they, uh, the, the catering line, they always start top end, top end, pushing and pushing and pushing. And these people, as you can see from the discussion we had over here, want to work with people whether it's a yeshiva, a camp, an individual, a simcha, and I think that's the way catering is supposed to be. And the person is the king, the customer is the king, and not just to try to get the maximum money out of them. because they won't come back a second time if they, if they feel that they've uh, been taken advantage of. So I thank you very uh-huh. much for joining us today. You're very You're welcome. welcome. Thank thank you
1: having us. for
0: having us. Okay, and I wish everybody a wonderful week. We'll join you again next week on Kashrus on the Air.